All right, so welcome to the Coffee and Combos podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm excited because I'm at West Bean today, sipping on a caramel latte. And across from me is Max Pete. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. So I was going to do a little intro, but I guess you could do that yourself. Tell us about yourself, Max. Um, so my name is Max Pete. Uh, I go by the One Hand Wonder Man uh, because I was born with one hand. And I decided that when I was freelancing, when I first started freelancing about a year ago, I wanted to stand out from everyone else who was yeah. doing similar work than me. And I figured I might as well embrace uh, my unique difference, I guess or my, I don't know, I don't like the word disability, but I figured I would shed light on that and, and make it into something positive. So I just go by the One Hand Wonder Man and been rocking with it ever since. Yeah, so you mentioned you do freelance. What kind of freelance work do you do? Uh, I do social media marketing, digital marketing, advertising, and website development. Awesome. So tell us your story. How did you even get into that field? So I... Well, I would say from high school, um, I really wanted to do music production. Oh. Was going to go to Full Sail in Florida and really do that thing. But my mom was really, really, really tripping to get me to go to a four-year school. She was like, go to get your degree, and then you can do that after. And so just to make her happy, I was like, all right, I'll apply for a school. Um, I applied to San Francisco State University, uh, got in. And I was the only school I applied for. I was like, if I don't get in, I'll just go to community college. Um, got in, and I just loved it there. I'm glad I went. Um, I fell into, uh, I got a communications degree, and then that's where I kind of learned about just being on social media. Yeah. And and instead of music, I got into like the business side of things, so like working behind the scenes, and I kind of fell in love with that. And so from there, I just started really getting involved in social media and advertising and that's when Facebook and Twitter were really starting to blow up yeah so I noticed that uh, a lot of artists were getting on those channels and I got in at the perfect time where I joined an agency that was based in Philadelphia but I was working remote for a little bit in San Francisco mm -hmm. and I got like a great experience like in my first real job out of school in a digital marketing company and I just fell in love with it and stuck around because thought it was a school position um, and then I got tired of working a nine-to-five. <laughs> How long were you at a nine-to-five for? Uh, about six years oh, wow. so not like too long but long enough to realize that like I wanted to try something new. Mm -hmm. yeah. What were some of your um, challenges when you started to go freelance? Um, well I think every freelancer's biggest struggle is finding clients and finding clients who want to actually pay you for the work. Mm -hmm. So that was like number one, but I was in a unique position where I, so I quit my nine to five, but I had a part-time job where I was making some money on the mm -hmm. side. So I wasn't like completely broke and I saved some money too. So I wasn't like, all right, I need to get a client tomorrow or I'm not going to make rent. Um, so. At least for me, it worked out where I could kind of take my time a little bit to figure out what kind of client I wanted to find and work with. But still, I mean, I was doing websites for like $200, $300. Wow. Yeah. I wish and I knew you back then. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was crazy. But I was, it was all Craigslist. Like Craigslist was my, my first like real uh, website where I went to to like find clients. It was, mm -hmm. I tried Upwork and um, 
don't know, the, those other type or Fiverr. Right. But us competing against people that would charge two to five bucks for a website or ten bucks for a website. Serious? And it's, yes, it's ridiculous. I couldn't do it. I was like, there's no way. Cause, five bucks? Well, because, you know, you're, you're competing against people that live mm-hmm. in third world countries, so um, the money is different, right? So, okay. I, you know, ten bucks can go a long way somewhere else than it does here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't survive. So ever since you established your freelance career and what One Hand Wonder Man is, mm-hmm. what are some of like your highlights since like freelancing and like just kind of walk us through your journey in freelancing? Yeah, so I mean, I would say my biggest accomplishments wouldn't even be client work. It would be um, just figuring out how to run a business, mm-hmm. right? So how do uh, create contracts, how to keep track of expenses, how to find clients and network um, mm-hmm. and, and everything around that business side is just like that was an, a huge accomplishment for me because I had no idea what I was doing when I got into it. You know, as a freelancer, I feel like a lot of times we think that, oh, I can just design all day and that's all I have to do and I'm, and I'm good and I'll have clients and that, but it's like, that's only probably like 10% of the business. The rest of it is making sure that you can survive and find people and so yeah I mean I think just being able to do that now for a year and a half almost two years is is great and um, something I'm super proud of and then also on the client side I've been able to work with a lot of small businesses which I'm really passionate about like working with because I can see an impact of my work Um, and just being able to really get in the ground level and help companies build yeah definitely oh man you're so awesome you you mentioned networking and I wanted like like honestly you're like such a superstar networker because even before you and I met in person, you supported talking combos and me and what I do um, for the last year. Yeah. Um, and we never met in person, but you were just always like, Man, you're inspiring and like, you know, that support and the fact that you were like just putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. like that's so admirable. And like what like, and I've obviously seen you, like, you have so many awesome credentials here. You've been featured in press and published in multiple different places, like Freelancers Union, Anco, The Future, and yeah. whatnot. So, like, talk more about, like, how you network and, like, what what is it that attracts you to certain people that you, like, reach out to? Well, I think it just has to do a lot of it with me having to move around a lot as mm. a kid and meeting new people having to meet new people to basically make friends and and to i don't know not be lonely so uh you know i moved to san diego about a year ago and when i found that i was moving here i immediately reached out to agencies and people that uh you know were in similar fields that i could potentially get coffee with and and network um just because i wanted to establish a home base um and my biggest thing is is that like I have no problem reaching out to someone because the worst that you're going to hear is a no mm-hmm. and you're in, you're in no worse position than you were prior reaching out. So um, I just, yeah, and that's how I got like different blog posts and different features. I, I When I created my website, I knew for SEO that the number one thing is like getting quality backlinks to your website. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to different publications and I was like, hey, I will write a 200 word, 300 word blog post for you for free. And I would do, you know, if you wanted me to cover a topic or I can create my own topic, um, all I want is a backlink to my website. And, you know, no one's going to say no to free work. And especially mm-hmm. if it's good and they can approve it. 
So I just started doing that. And then just being in San Diego, I knew that I was going to be here for at least a year. So I just started reaching out to people that were in similar fields. And I just wanted to actually just meet people. I like meeting people. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it could be awkward uh, depending on if you guys like are on a s different vibe or, or, or there's a hidden agenda behind there. But for me, I just networking. It's fun. Like, um, I'm definitely not the biggest. Well, I get nervous sometimes when I'm like, if I'm public, doing public speaking or in front of a lot of people, but like on a one on one, it, it's just, it's a more casual conversation. Um, mm -hmm. It's a lot easier. So, so yeah. Yeah, let's talk about your press features. You've been featured in Exclaim and Complex, and that's exciting. Yeah, that was for my music work. Um, oh, okay. So I used to work at a blog called DJ Booth, and this was in 2010. Um, so this is when blogs were like really popular and helping break artists, and I was running music submissions for them. So this was, it was an internship, but um, the guy, uh, DJ Z, who runs the blog, he put me in charge of it just because he liked the music I would send him. He didn't want to run that email anymore because they would get like 200 emails a day of just random artists and rappers and R&B singers wanting to get on the blog. Um, and one of them though was Isaiah Rashad, who is featured or TD artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was yeah, this was back in this was like what seven years ago at this point. Um, sent me some of his music and I liked it and I gave him feedback and he was like, whoa, like you're the only blogger that has ever written back to me with oh, like wow. anything and so we would just became friends um and he would send me stuff early mm -hmm. like hey what do you think and then one summer he just went MIA and I was just like what is happening and then all of a sudden they announced that he got signed to Top Dog Entertainment um and I was just like blown away because I thought it was just going to be like West Coast artists on there and uh yeah I mean so you know when he first got signed he was talking to publications about like what helped him get to his point and he mentioned me and another blogger um jeff weiss who runs passion of the weiss but mm. yeah it's been it's been pretty cool that's yeah. my that's my biggest music moment of, oh, of my career that is so awesome yeah, yeah that's quite um and it was just me yeah. sending an email back that's all i did i didn't do right. anything special i just mm -hmm. i just answered an artist and that's really cool because like <laughs> kind of like what you were talking about like especially when you're talking about networking and yeah. putting yourself out there. Like you do it because the worst you'll hear is no. And same goes with like freelance when you're exactly. like cold pitching yourself and whatnot. Like I've only been freelancing for a few months now, but even when I would reach out to people that I would want to have coffee and convos with, mm -hmm. I was always so nervous and I'd be like, oh man, this complete stranger is going to think I'm such a weirdo. Yeah. But you know, to my biggest surprise, they'd always like want to tell their story over a mm -hmm. cup of coffee because you know like some of these people don't have their stories to be heard so i think just getting over that fear of wanting to put yourself out there and stuff is so crucial for you to kind of like move forward exactly yeah. and um you know the thing is too is you never know who that person's connected to um, or what they can like you don't want to have the hidden agenda where like oh they're gonna help me get a mm -hmm. job or, or a client or something but like at the same time my whole thing is I'm gonna be nice to people because they're gonna remember that and in freelancing and everything else referrals are number one and that's where you get your biggest contracts that's mm -hmm. where you um, you know your reputation is everything so I don't want to be the person where it's like I'm too good to do something that I think is below me because of whatever reason like I'm not gonna do that um, because you know, I generally like talking and networking, and I think that 
the moment that the ego gets too big or you can't you just have to like I don't know you you're just too good for anyone else I I feel like that's where you get really get ruined and um so yeah percent <laughs> agree I want to go back to what you were talking about with um obviously you're born with one hand mm-hmm. and what I loved was that you want to embrace your differences yeah. and like use that to your advantage and I think that really goes with like vulnerability and embracing that and like you said you're a very sensitive person yeah. and like yeah. you do like to kind of lead with that yeah. so let's talk about vulnerability and like connection through vulnerability yeah so I mean I, I think it's important I think you know as humans and um, I don't know I feel like sometimes this is something we don't talk about Mm-hmm. And um, especially with my hand, I just wanted to. It was funny because, so growing up, I was very fortunate where I didn't get picked on a lot. Like I don't know, I just my friends knew me since I was a little kid, and they, it was nothing weird. And I know there's some stories where like you know, kids get bullied, and that wasn't me. And then I moved to California when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and starting freshman year and I thought then maybe like oh I'll get like I don't know the you know so but it still never happened um but there was always something in my mind where I'm just like I don't know if I want to tell my story or want to talk about it because I don't want to be judged um and then one day I just wrote a medium blog post and I was like you know what I'm gonna just write my story I'm gonna put it out there and just see what happens and that's what I did and I think it's important to do that because um we all have unique stories to talk about and some are more out there than others because you can physically see it but I think everyone else I think everyone has a unique story to talk about and and problems and and I think the world would be a better place if we don't bottle that in Mm -hmm. um so yeah yay (laughs) you missed it it was so good we're done I'm just kidding we're done (laughs) I'm kidding can you imagine (laughs) (laughs) you take like a two second like coffee break yeah Stop looking to your right. He keeps looking at a Celeste over there. No. <laughs> I just, I can't, like, this is, I, because I'm seeing you here, and I'm like, I don't know. He keeps looking at you. No, I don't. You, no. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's blushing. He's all red right now. <laughs> he hates us. Aww. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) So I think one of the coolest things that you do is sharing. Oh my god! (laughs) I want to be involved. I'm never involved. You are involved. (laughs) You're never involved. Um, So I think one of the coolest things that you do is give back and share your knowledge. Yeah. And that's something you do through your experiences and expertise. And just like yesterday, you taught one of your classes for what was it again? Uh, General Assembly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I taught a digital marketing class. I do that every other Wednesday um, mm-hmm. in Little Italy at Desk Hub. If anyone wants to go, who's listening to this? Yes. <laughs> so how, like, how did you even get these opportunities and what makes you want to pretty much, like, share your well of knowledge with people? Because there are some people out there who are very yeah. opposed it's, to that. It's the same with networking. I started reaching out. Um mm-hmm. The General Assembly thing happened because I knew that they were opening an office in San Francisco, or San Diego, um, and I reached out to their LA office and I was like, "Hey, uh, I want to teach a Squarespace workshop. Not even digital marketing. I just want to teach a workshop on how to start a website on there, how to add content, and everything." And then 
Um, they got back to me and they're like, hey, we'd love you to do this, but we, but also we looked at your resume and we think that you have a strong digital marketing background. Would you want to teach this class? And um, I was like, sure. So it's a free class. Anyone can go. Um, and I'm just, it's a really basic structure class. So if you know anything about digital marketing, um, I don't know if it's going to be beneficial for you, but if you just don't know anything and you want to learn something prior to taking their course, um, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Cool. And what then, kind of topics do you cover? Well, we just cover how to look at uh, creating a marketing plan and what KPIs are, key performance indicators, and just kind of looking at how to set an objective. Um, we talk about digital marketing jobs as well because it's a really growing field. Mm-hmm. Um, and just and then we have a Q&A session so I ask anyone who's attending what they want to know um, if it has to do anything with advertising or anything social media or digital marketing and I just try to help that's super cool so why do you think it's important for you to share your knowledge and like kind of like do all that well I feel like one um, I just I I think that we should all help each other um, just because it's beneficial Um, I I had a lot of mentors coming up in the industry, like especially music, and that was always something that like really led me to get to where I'm at, and I want to give back to someone who's going through a similar um, situation as I was. So uh, I think just, you know, even if it's sitting down and having a conversation with someone about marketing or music or anything else, I think it's super important. Like on, uh, well, this is an example too, on LinkedIn, Mm-hmm. Um, this kid messaged me and he was like, hey, I saw that you interned at Warner Music Group. How did you get that? Mm-hmm. And I just told him, I was like, hey, I applied and I did this on my resume. I did that. And he messaged me like a week later and he's like, dude, I applied for this internship and I got it. So stoked. Like you helped me a lot. And Aww, like so that cool. feeling right there is like worth it. Just, you know, offering 30 minutes or an hour of my time to help someone to get to where they want to go. I think it's, that's better than like getting paid like oh, to me 100%, yeah. yeah that's so cool yeah you're so cool though Iman doesn't agree I know he's just like shaking his head he right likes now. money <laughs> so kind of talking like you have so much going on you freelance you teach classes you support like everyone around you like what other projects do you have going on and it just really depends on on a monthly basis I if, I, if I'm traveling, I, I take on a lot less projects because I know I'm just going to be somewhere else. Um, but it's usually like I like to split my time between doing a couple website projects a month and then a couple uh, social media and advertising projects. Um, this month, or I would say the past like four months, I've been really focused more on digital marketing and websites mm-hmm. just because I just, I'm getting a lot more inquiries about that. Um, and then teaching. So that was a new thing. I didn't, two months ago, I had no idea I was gonna be doing this and it just popped up and I can teach more classes too if I want. They, they've offered me to like teach like a Saturday boot camp for like seven hours, which oh, wow. is kind of intense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure I won't want to do that yet, but uh, you know, there's, there's more opportunities popping up um, around that. And I just, my whole thing is I'm gonna take something if it makes sense and if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't, but at least I tried, so. I love yeah. that. Yeah, you have to. I feel like, especially as a freelancer, um, it's hard to say no to a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it makes sense, I mean, if obviously if they're paying, and or or at least you think it can turn into something bigger than it is right now, mm-hmm. um, then definitely do it. But you know, I 
this teaching thing, like it was literally only going to be one class, and I was going to see if I like it and if they like me doing it, and it ended up working out, and I, I kind of like what I'm doing, so I want to do more. Um, but you know, kind of doing those commitments, I think, is definitely um, worth it, even if it's like, hey. I'm interested in writing a blog post, so let me reach out to someone to write, and then if you fall in love with writing. I love that. I know yeah. I need to take that advice myself, because all I'm doing is living on this blog in my own world, but I love that you expand it and like put yourself in other mm-hmm. bubbles, I suppose is the right wording. But um, I wanted to talk about like what projects you have going on for yourself. Like what, aside from doing client work and mm-hmm. stuff, I think like as creatives and being in this industry as freelancers, we're always like, we're always working yeah. no matter what. But what do you do like aside from work and like, what is it that you? So actually, uh, my, I wanted to DJ in college, mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone else. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. It was just like a little phase I went through, but then I kind of fell in love with like making playlists. Um, and so I did, I had a playlist on SoundCloud every Sunday for three years. I created Sunday Vibes. I think we, I went through like 200 volumes of them. Wow. Um, it was nuts. Like, I just wanted to make a playlist that for people that were hungover from the weekend, that they could just press play, go through 13 records, 14 records, whatever it is, and not have to skip anything. And it would just be like a mix of all genres um so not just hip-hop not you know but that actually led me to doing a um uh, a playlist i currently am doing now with uh, noon pacific and 1800 tequila mm-hmm. um so uh the guy clark at noon pacific reached out to me and was like hey i want to help i want you to help me curate um this playlist i'm we're teamed up with 1800 for and it's all hip-hop um and you know we think you have a better ear than i do so we just want you to like send me records so you know once a month i just go through soundcloud uh send him about like 20 records he picks what he wants and he sends them to 1800 and the agency that they work for and whatever they like gets featured um and it's you know i'm not getting paid for it uh i didn't want to get paid for it i just thought it was a cool side thing that you know it's my passion is music, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to do that. Um, other than that, though, I write. Um, I've always liked writing, but I never, I would say, until I, well, when I started freelancing, that's when I started blogging more, mm-hmm. just, you know, for SEO and just wanting to get my thoughts out. So writing has definitely been a passion. And then I would say this past, I guess my more physical thing I've been doing is, is running. Um, and I'm actually signed up for a half marathon in August, oh, that's which is my first cool. one. So I'm, I'm stoked. Yay, yeah. Congrats to that. Yeah. I think what's super cool about you mentioning writing is that when we took a trip, so when Max and I oh, met yeah. and like he became pretty much a really good friend really quickly, um, we all kind of took a trip to Joshua Tree recently and he had his journal out and he would write and I thought that was super cool, just kind of like jotting your thoughts down and that's so handy to have because like... I feel like we have our phones with us at all times and we think that like snapping photos is gonna like document everything but like as soon as your device is lost like those memories or like those memories are lost too so you having like a physical book to like write in and like journal in is so cool and like that inspired me to start journaling again so I appreciate that. Oh sweet yeah no my friend um, almost two years ago he told me like in the morning he just gets up and he writes three pages just what's on his mind for the day 
um, if he's stressed or worried about anything or just anything that comes up to his head. And I was like, all right, I'll try it out. And then I did it for about a week and I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. Um, I kept, I've been doing it for two years now, uh, every single day. I don't mm-hmm. miss a day. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, I've been going through like hundreds of notebooks at this point, but uh, it's definitely like become a morning routine. And I think it's important, especially if you're like dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety um, as all freelancers are, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, it's just good to get your thoughts out of your head onto a piece of paper where you can like physically write them down instead of typing. At least for me, um, if I'm creating a to-do list or anything, I'm writing it down because I will forget it if I'm just typing it or if I'm writing it on my phone. It just doesn't stick with me. But if I'm like physically got a pen and piece of paper out, um, it's a lot easier to remember and I just have it to look at and I can bring it with me. Definitely. I think also writing for me kind of I do it for reflection so I could look back on yeah. it like well how was I feeling three years ago or last month so kind of talking exactly. about yeah. reflecting and like growth let's talk about like what are what do you consider some of your biggest achievements and like what like I guess your process of growth and how you've grown I've said growth like no, yeah. so many times <laughs> <laughs> but um, you get what I'm gonna get yeah no I mean I, I think just being able to be thrown into a situation and survive um, where it's like I moved to San Diego not knowing anyone I mean I, I knew Veej on Twitter and I knew a couple other people on Twitter but as far as like knowing a single person that lived here I didn't know anyone and just kind of getting in that environment and thriving so meeting people um, finding clients or just work and just staying afloat I think that's that's you know just one thing that um, is always on my mind and then also uh, just sharing my story. Um, I think, you know, being able to be comfortable enough to talk about what I've been going through or my experience from as a kid to like where I'm at now um, has been a huge accomplishment because I know it's, it's hard. Like a lot of, like it's uncomfortable to, to express yourself and you're afraid of judgment. Um, but I've always found that the more you share it, that you'll be surprised at how much people like really love that mm-hmm. and they need that um so yeah <laughs> oh man it's full of heart springs right now okay you got more questions yeah uh, we're just gonna talk just about that yeah we're just talking about life man i mean try ask you something uh, sure if you want you want to wait until i'm done or yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do a q a session at the end <laughs> okay that's what you did too so we have this like where me and like I'm in an eye on this like, on this Jewish wavelength. <laughs> you know that's why. I just think it's hilarious because you literally refer to it as a Jew. Like. But the thing he said all right when he got the phone. Yeah. I know. I didn't even say bye. I said all right. It's I've never done it before. That's crazy. Andrew, I noticed says peace. I say I usually say peace, but. Yeah, I mean, it's well, like, I never say bye off the phone, so. Oh, yeah, I never say bye. If I, only time I say yeah. bye if I'm, like, talking to a client that, like, I've never, I'm like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. I'm yeah. sorry for saying bye to you guys all the time. Yeah, just say, like, later. Yeah, see you later, or, like, <laughs> peace. Peace is a good one, because you're offering peace to someone who gets off the phone. I always think of piece of pie, though, so I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah. <laughs> like, here, have a piece. Piece of pie. Piece of pie. That's, a, that's how you should end your phone conversation. I can't say peace. I'm sorry. 
Is it recording? Yeah. <laughs> this is good. That's good stuff. Um, okay, let's see. Um, we kind of talked about this, but I jotted down like a little note about you being fearless in chasing after like what you want, kind of mm-hmm. like what we were talking about and how you put yourself in, com- in uncomfortable positions yeah. to grow and to thrive. And I think that's so awesome. And like, I feel like you're that type of person that when you see an opportunity, you go for it. Mm-hmm. Did it, were you always like this or was this something that you kind of had to like grow into? Uh, I grew into it for sure, but I would say my mom and my sister like instilled that in me since I was a kid. Uh, especially being born with one hand, she was like, no, you're going to figure out how to do something. Um, so I'm not going to help you. We're not going to treat you like a special person. Um, told all my teachers the same thing she was like yo like this kid is charming but don't listen to him and smack him if he needs to like if he's <laughs> if he's trying to like get out of something so uh yeah i mean I, that was just always instilled in me from being a kid um and so that was my like fearless of just going after what i want because i realized that like life is super short and yeah. at least you can try like you can try and fail and no one can say that you did something wrong by doing that um uh, but kind of just staying in your comfort zone and and being in your bubble is it's just bad you, you're not growing um so being able to put put myself in into a situation where i don't know something but i'm gonna figure it out it's been my my motto is just figuring it out um i got a tattoo um with the it's a famous quote but it was in my last it was my 25th birthday my last birthday card from my mom um, before she passed away and it, the quote is uh, life isn't about finding yourself life is about creating yourself and so that's been my whole motto of just being able to being able to be a blank canvas and going after what you want and creating it not that you have to find yourself in this journey but you are able to be what you want to be yeah, yeah. so you're not like predetermined something you you figure something out damn all these gems I'm like I don't even know what to do right now Hmm? Oh yeah, you did mention something so beautiful when we were in Joshua Tree about how. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, it's it's deep, but uh, you let's know. See how deep you want to yeah, go right now. Well, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, when I was uh, this was in 19, I was born in 1990, but um, prior to being born, uh, my mom found out that uh, I was going to be born uh, missing a limb. And she didn't know that, back then they didn't really know if it was going to be something more, if it was going to be more complications, so she decided that she was going to get an abortion. Um, and on the operating table, well, before getting this done, um, she's ready to go, the doctor was there, and then the whole building's power went out. Um, and then she decided that, you know what, this is fate, this is God talking, um, it's fate to have my son and so i'm here today because of that it's a crazy story and she told me that like probably when i was i want to say 18 um so yeah i didn't know growing up i didn't know the story she kind of kept it in until like she felt like i was old enough to like really appreciate it um and to understand it and so yeah i mean i think that's also been something too where it's like you know uh just meant to be here to to leave something behind definitely Um, You're so special, Max. I mean, not, you know, like, you seriously have so much... <laughs> I'm special, Max. 
<laughs> you're the one hand wonder man. Yeah. You really do bring value to a lot of our lives and just in the short amount of time that we've known you and you've been mm-hmm. like hanging out with us, like it's been so cool and you're like you're actually really funny. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no. I try, you know. <laughs> and and as a kid, um that was my thing. I that was my I wanted to like be funny and, and, and talk about things, especially I think that's one of the reasons why like I wasn't bullied as a kid because I would always poke fun of my hand so I wouldn't let someone else do that for me you know mm-hmm. I was I was in control of the situation um, so I would make jokes with you guys <laughs> I dangled scissors <laughs> off of that and I told you random stories um, you know as a kid but it was oh for me it's funny and I like putting people in awkward situations who don't know it mm-hmm. like who and who like just are like oh my god I don't know what to do in this situation because this kid with one hand is doing some weird shit <laughs> <laughs> but to me it's funny yeah. um, and, and people who know me and, and are there with me are just dying so um, <laughs> I want to do more of those that's for sure I feel like you should definitely do like some sort of stand up because you'd kill it it's I'm trying you know but we'll see <laughs> so I mean aside from all that what are some of your biggest goals we're gonna go back to like <laughs> goals yeah I don't know I don't I don't have like it's weird. I don't have long term mm. goals of what of where I want to get to in a at least a career. Um, I just trying to live my life daily and seeing like what I like and what I don't, and kind of switching if I need to. Um, I'm a big pivoter, so if if I'm doing something and it sucks, then I'm switching to something else, um, and I'm not going to stay in something because I I I should or like if it's a job and I hate it, I'm leaving. I'm not gonna. I don't care if my resume looks weird because of it or something, you know. So that's, and I, I don't know. I just feel like if I'm have like long-term goals and plans, plans always change. Yes. Life throws curveballs at you left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of going day by day and seeing what happens. Uh, I, I think that. you know, just trying to. Obviously, I'm not reckless where I'm like spending all my money or just doing drugs daily or, or drinking daily you know but um but at the same time like i i want to like make sure my day counts yeah and i'm not living for 10 years on the line mm-hmm. i love that yeah um i guess before i ask you some closing questions you wanted to ask me a few things yeah well sure. um I guess my thing is what made you want to because you had a nine to five right I did yeah so what so what like what was that moment in your head where you're just like fuck this I'm doing it like (laughs) I always knew the end goal was going to be freelancing and the whole point was to like get experience in my industry and to also learn Mm -hmm. Um, it was never going to be a like permanent thing to grow with the corporate company that I was a part of yeah um and I think I did stay there a bit longer than I would have hoped but a few things that changed were the changes in management Mm -hmm. um it got really toxic to a point where I could not stand my manager because they were very micromanaging thinking that like I wasn't capable of doing my job when I delivered day in and day out nine to five like you know 40 hours a week and even more than that and it I just felt like 
it wasn't the environment I wanted to be in. And it got to a point where I grew to mm -hmm. my fullest like potential there. Yeah. And I just stayed there a little longer to supplement my transition into freelancing. Um, that's pretty much it. I think like there were multiple, I feel like I did tell myself last year that I wanted to quit my job by the end of 2017. Um, that didn't happen because at the time my company needed, you know, yeah. as much support as they can to support the opening of the rest of the mall that I worked at and all the marketing that had to go along with it. Um, so I didn't quit my job until March 2018, so just a few months ago. And I feel like literally, like January of 2018, I was told, oh, they're taking social media away. Um, they're giving it to corporate. So that kind of left me in this weird position where they were like, oh, you can still be in marketing and do all these marketing things. But my heart wasn't in it. And yeah. I just felt like that was the first sign. Um, another one was when I came back from a trip to Vancouver and Seattle. Uh, I came back and they told me I couldn't take additional time off in April when I needed to be with my family. Um, and then lastly, it was just a confrontation with somebody, like I had mentioned before, someone in management who was micromanaging. Mm -hmm. um, I just felt it was a workplace I didn't want to be a part of anymore. And I just told myself, like, all right, the, the next like few months' paychecks, those are going to go towards me supplementing my like transition because yeah. I knew that like going into freelance that it was going to be difficult finding clients but luckily because I was planning my move I was able to connect with people kind of yeah. like what you said yeah. and just like reach out and talk to my peers and putting myself out there offering my services so that's, that's awesome. kind of what I did and that's really what triggered me to mm -hmm. move into this no. space and I couldn't be happier like honestly I'm not 100% where I want to be, and I don't think that would ever be the case. You know, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, just want to be happy working the type of like jobs that I want to do with people that I care about and like I 100% like yeah. support. And I'm so stoked! Like, you know, I'm able to record this podcast with you in the middle no. of Wednesday, the day. Thursday. Yeah, no, we don't have to like exactly take work PTO around. Or, exactly. Yeah, we can make our own mm -hmm. schedule. I think. And I think that was that's the thing the too. I didn't part. have the time to focus on my side projects because all of my time was going to my work and it was so sad like yeah. you know coffee and combos did take a back seat for a little while and i was just waiting for those moments to be re-inspired but i couldn't record these podcasts at coffee shops because after i would get off work they'd be closed so yeah <laughs> so my second and final question is what is your favorite color and why gold gold mm-hmm well, why? Why gold? Because it's shiny and pretty. <laughs> has it always been gold? Yeah, it has. Since I think being a kid? I think so. I've always just been attracted to like shiny things, but not like glittery or like holographic. But I think gold, too, because like coffee reminds me of gold. It's like mm. liquid gold to me. And like it, it's what fuels me every single day. And like honestly, if I were like the things in my house, like the accents are gold, mm -hmm. like things in like what I would hope to have like a future coffee shop would be gold, you know? It's gold around yeah. here. Wesbian. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Wesbian. <laughs> but yeah, basically. Why? What's your favorite color? Growing up, it was blue. Mm -hmm. um, and it's transitioned into, I would say, olive green. Um, I really love the color. Um, I would say my like secondary favorite color is, is mint. 
and the reason being that it's uh it stands out but it's not too flashy and so that was kind of like what i want to be right i want to stand out from something but i don't want to be like the biggest ego in the room so i I think i kind of associated my personality with like the mint color that's really cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Associating yourself. I think like what I love about gold is that it adds like little accents that just like make you pop. You know, it just yeah. like adds to your outfit, to your personality. It's like elegant. Like, hey, you got that gold nose ring. I yeah. do too. Like, yeah. it's just a nice little accent piece, and it's like a subtle but shiny thing that you yeah. could add. Not sweet. I don't know if I would associate myself with that. But, like, <laughs> so you're gold. Yeah. I am. I think we all are. Like, honestly, everyone, like, I think that I've had conversations with all have a heart of gold. And I think that's the coolest part is that, like, like you said, we all have a unique story to share. And we all have that in us. And, like, this power to share through our vulnerabilities and through our stories. Exactly. So, yeah, I think we're all gold. (laughs) Ah, sweet. No, I I agree. I can't. Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful. Uh, That was a beautiful statement. Dude, yeah, but dude, like seriously, I appreciate you so much. Um, no, you too. Um, a few last questions before we close up the podcast, though. What is a piece of advice that you give to someone who's wanting to pursue a similar career path, especially freelancing and in this digital space that I feel like a lot of people think is very oversaturated? Yeah. But yeah, I'll just leave it at that. What yeah, is- I mean, my my piece of advice is to to just go for it. Um, you know. It, Come, I, I know a lot of people who are to, to this day who are working a nine to five and they absolutely hate it, but they're afraid to try something new and they're just stuck. And my whole thing is just like, you know, I, I went through a really traumatic life experience to help me realize that like life is super short and I have to go after this one thing that I've been wanting to do because it could all end tomorrow. Um, and I feel like just to like have that in your mind is like you know yeah I mean we're we have to make money we have to we have a lot of responsibilities and we have this and that but like if you're not going to try it then you know I don't want to I don't want to live with a regret where I'm going to be working something or doing something I hate doing and then look back 20 years later 30 years later and be like man like I should have tried that um I think that would be the absolute worst lot like yeah failing sucks um doing trying something and not being able to do it or just you know having to learn something is it's not that fun um but at the same time that's where you grow and that's where you can find new opportunities and and so i would just say like to just do it like to give it a shot you can always go back to the corporate job you can always go back to your comfort zone um but just give it a shot like you have nothing to lose James, you just got some surprise espresso shots. Shout out to Westbeam. <laughs> Shout out to Westbeam. Thank you so much, Westbeam, for sponsoring us. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> New sponsor of the. Co- oh my gosh! Yeah, no, man, we're gonna be so caffeinated. I am wired right now. Um, um, but you know what? It's a so good thing. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% piggyback what you said yeah. about going for it, and I think that's something that kind of propelled me forward in quitting my job when I did too was knowing that like I could always go back to this world if I wanted to exactly um, you have the skill set and I think I think becoming a freelancer and doing your own thing you're you're even more hireable 
if you want to go back because now companies can see that you um, can do more than just your your technical role. Mm-hmm. So if I ever went back to a, a corporate job, I can say I know how to do expenses. I know how to create contracts. I know how to do these things that I didn't know prior to going freelance. Yeah. Um, so you only have stuff to gain. I mean, you might lose a little money um, and you there might be some added stress on there, uh, but I think all that's worth it for sure. I would Agreed. be hating life right now if I, if I totally stayed. Yeah. Agree. yeah. And I guess the one last question is if you could have coffee with anybody in the world, who would it be? Is it alive or dead? Yep. Uh, only alive. Either or. Oh, no. either or. Uh, that's a good one. I don't know. Um, well, it would definitely be cold brew. I'd grab cold brew with someone. Okay. Um, and it would probably be Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah, I think he's such an interesting guy. Um, one of my favorite actors, and he's in my favorite movie, A Bronx Tale. So um, I would have to say it would be him. I love that. And you know he's still alive, so I, <laughs> I want to do that um, before like you know a lot of the celebrities that we grew up watching are passing away now, and it's like it sucks because it's like oh I grew up like watching these people, right. and uh, so I definitely want to um, do that. That'd be awesome to do that, that before really he yeah, cool. passes away. You know what? I think I think we'll make it happen. Let's put it out there in the universe. Other, otherwise, time. I think it would be cool to get coffee with uh, like Jesus to see what he really <laughs> looks like, you know, and to like prove people that he wasn't this like white dude. <laughs> 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 but that's that's another uh, conversation. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he was he was you know, and we can talk about being Jewish, you know. So I think that's a good thing. That would be an amazing thing. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear that podcast yeah. whenever you do do that. <laughs> or whatever, however you want to do that Coffee with Jesus. Coffee with Jesus. The original Jew. <laughs> Hashtag, the, that's my podcast, is uh, the original Jew. I'm going to come for competition against you. I'm going to record when you record your podcast and just sit next to you. Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> and record Jews in different cities. That's a hey, good one. Hey, man, you totally can. But see, my audience is really limited because there's not many of us. So we can't really grow beyond our circle or whatever we are, <laughs> our star. Oh <laughs> this is getting way too out of hand. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Max. Like, no, seriously, thank you. No. I appreciate You've you. You've been so welcoming from me moving here. Like, it's been all love, and I just really appreciate it. I appreciate you. You could definitely keep in touch with Max on Twitter, Instagram, all the platforms at One Hand Wonder Man and also Max P. Yeah, so my Instagram is One Hand Wonder Man and my Twitter is at Max underscore Pete. Uh, there is someone named Max Pete on, on Twitter, and I've been oh, trying funny. to get him to give me the username because his name isn't Max Pete, but he won't give it to me, so <laughs> I need to, you know, I need to chase him down with a cease yeah. and desist. But, uh, oh, my gosh. And then, and then my website is uh, maxpete.co. Um, awesome. And, yeah, feel free. If anyone has any questions, wants to know more about me, I get back to emails really quickly, and I'm always happy to grab coffee or just chat more. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in to Coffee and Convos podcast, and we will talk to you again next week.